Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here with a special guest today because we are going to talk about something that most homeschool high schoolers are really interested in, and that is coding. So today we have a special guest, Paul Drake from Code Apprentice. So, Paul, say hi to everybody and welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to speak with you today. So what's really, really exciting about having Paul here is we love to hear the stories of homeschoolers who have graduated and gone on to do interesting things. And Paul is one of those. So, Paul, can you give us a little story about your homeschool adventures? Sure. I, uh, I apologize if you hear any, any noises in the background. My, my, I have a Jack Russell and it's really hard to keep him quiet. But um, my usually when Sabrina Kim and I record, we have her C and I puppy, and uh, those seeing eye puppies are sweet as what, but you can't keep them quiet because they're learning, so it's part of the family. Yeah, yeah. So my homeschool experience started really in the 1980s. My mom was a uh, uh, elementary education teacher. And uh, she is just one of those people who was born to be a teacher. She loves um, loves education. She loves learning. Uh, she has a passion for it. And so when my older brothers were born, she really decided that she wanted to take on their education herself. Um, and this was in the early days um, of homeschooling when not many people were doing it. But um, my mom really kind of yeah. took, you know, decided that she really wanted to educate her children the way she wanted to. And, and, um, she killed it. She did an amazing job. And I, uh, so I, I think with the exception of the oldest, all of us were homeschooled all the way through. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason, sports seems to be the one reason why, uh, a lot of homeschoolers go to high school. And that was the case with my older brother. Uh, so almost a perfect uh-huh. record. And, um, in yeah. high school, we did uh, traditional, um, I, I guess what's becoming more and more common, we did co-op classes and uh, because my mom was really yeah. adept at teaching up until the high school level, but you know, it became a little bit overwhelming for her. And so we had um, local professors that uh, when I lived, I was living in Boone, North Carolina at the time, Appalachian State professors were actually teaching some mm-hmm. of our co-op classes. So it was an incredibly competitive and oh, awesome cool. environment to be a part of. And I got to say, one of the things I was most yeah. blessed with was having a great group of friends, uh, families that we became very close with. That all of us were in school at the same time or were learning at the same time. So we had an amazing community, a homeschool community in the mountains of North Carolina that kind of helped foster the education environment that we all grew up in. So, um, you know, one of the best parts about homeschooling for me um, was the fact that my parents allowed me to pursue the things that I was interested in. And so as we talked today a little bit about yes. um, technology and coding, when I was in high school, I became interested in, in designing and building websites. And uh, and that was something that my parents gave me a lot of free reign to do. So that became almost um, – the primary part of my education. Uh, so I owe a lot to homeschooling. I, I, I'm very, very blessed that I was, um, and I believe it's given me a significant advantage in life. How, how did you discover, Paul, that you, that, I mean, that was a thing for you? Like, you know, some kids get all interested in 
science or, or, you know, literature. How did you discover that you just really wanted and needed to do this? You know, it, it, it came a lot from my dad. Um, my dad was a graphic designer in the 90s, and then he transitioned to web. Um, oh. He wasn't really as adept at web web design, but it was something he was familiar with. And and so he that's where I got my first introduction. Um, I give a lot of credit, though, actually, mm-hmm. to a man named John McGinn. John was about 10 years older than me when I was in high school. And when I started to show an interest in this, John was actually the one who fueled a lot of my interest because he was a professional web designer at a a nonprofit called Samaritan's Purse, which actually my dad worked at as well. And uh, so for those of you who are not familiar with Uh the name Samaritan's Purse, you may know Operation Christmas Child. It's the same organization. And John was the web designer at Samaritan's Purse. And he took an interest in, in me and and really helped give me a lot of guidance and and resources. And so as I started to teach myself, just because I was interested in it, I thought it was cool. John was the one really pouring the gasoline on that little spark. Um, so I owe a lot to John. And John was really the one who helped me transition out of high school into a career. Um, and in fact, out of high school, I started working as a web designer at Samaritan's Purse. And, and so I owe a lot. John and John's influence. That? So um, it really helps to have, you know, you may have that initial spark, but having somebody who can kind of pour into that is was really helpful for me. And it was a huge blessing. So the way you were able to connect with a mentor, which made such a difference in the trajectory of how you went into the field, um, was you started volunteering at an organization. It happens to be an organization we all love. Um, so, like, how did you run across that opportunity? I actually wasn't volunteering. I actually got hired as oh. as a web designer, full time web designer, um, through through the connection I had with John McGinn. Um, so, John John was a web designer prior to that. So, when you got connected with John, how did that happen? John was a friend of my dad's, and um, and and kind of a family friend I had known. His dad had actually helped me out with a 4-H presentation that I had to do. (laughs) So uh, it was, you know, again, small community, kind of getting to know John. And John really poured a lot into my education as a web designer and uh, and helped guide me. So this was a, it was not a volunteer, it was a networking thing. Yeah. And I, this reason why I'm leaning into that is, is I'm always nagging teens that they need to volunteer and they need to learn to network, that a lot of our opportunities come from the open doors that God gives us through those two different kinds of um, meeting people and having experiences. So I'm, I'm thankful that you had that opportunity to be mentored by John. And uh, that then after high school, you went right into the, the career of your interests. I want to say something real fast about what you said about networking, because I think this is where homeschoolers actually have an advantage. Uh-huh. Because homeschooling, you're not just interacting with your age cohort, mm-hmm. but you're interacting with other families as well. The older children, the younger children, the parents at least in my experience, this was the case where you're interacting with people of all different ages. Mm-hmm. That can be such a huge advantage in life because surprisingly, when you're spit out into the real world, you're not around people your age the the, the, the whole time. You're around interacting with people. It's funny older. how that works. I know, I know. And so I think that that's actually a huge advantage that for those of you who are listening, 
spend more time around people that you're that are not your age. If you're not doing that already, spend time with people outside your family. Talk to people that are older than you. Spend time with adults and learning from them because that actually is one of the the biggest advantages that I've gotten in the professional uh, as a professional is is my ability to relate and interact with people older than you and younger than me. So I'm just kind of backing what you're saying that that is an absolutely really good advice. Yeah. Yeah, the joy of homeschooling is this. We can do what we want. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. There's that flexibility and you're not just shoehorned into a manufacturing process that that treats every student the same. Um, it's really truly individualized. But in regards to your question about my transition into a career, again, I give a lot of credit to John. Um, I, I worked at Samaritan's Purse for a year as a junior level web designer, and this was after John had actually left Smitten's Purse, uh-huh. um, but John had left and started his own agency and invited me to come down and help him out. Um, and so I helped John with uh-huh. that agency at the beginning and then transitioned into a software company and, and transitioned into software design. There is actually where I finished a lot of my coding education because I had to learn on the fly how to, how to do a bit of coding. And, um, and that was, uh-huh. that was really, um, that was a really incredibly uh, incredible growing experience for me, and I've been in—I've really been in the software industry ever since. So I'm not focusing on websites as much as I'm focusing on applications. But um, really, that—that—that's mm-hmm. kind of provided my relationship with John actually provided the basis for for Code Apprentice and what we do with that. Ah, well, good segue. Tell us about Code Apprentice. Absolutely. So, really, for high school students that have even a latent interest in, in technology or coding, and, and for their parents as well. Um, here's the good news. You can absolutely get a job in tech without having to go to college and get a degree. And I know that this... Hey, sounds- say that again. <laughs> yes, just repeat that. <laughs> so you can absolutely get a job in tech without having to go to college and getting a degree. Wait a minute. I think you should okay, say that okay. again. You can 100% get a job in tech without having to go to college or getting a degree. In fact, and I don't know if you want me to repeat this as well, but it's almost an advantage not to have one. Uh-huh. Um, and and I'll, I'll speak to that. Um, really, in, in tech, what matters is skill and experience. And it's so... Um, there is such a demand for qualified tech talent, and there's not enough supply. And so tech companies are really looking for people who can code. Do you know how to code? Do you have experience coding? And if you start to have an interest in this in high school, you can learn these skills in high school and you can become proficient at this So and build a portfolio of work so that employers will seriously look at you as a, as, as a, as a candidate for jobs when you graduate high school. Uh, and and then on top of that, there mm-hmm. are so many amazing resources available today, including um, boot camps, coding boot camps, or schools that are these intensive programs that can really round out your education, and you can be job ready after that. What we're really seeing is a transition into a mm-hmm. skill economy, a skill based economy, where your employers are evaluating you not based off of a piece of paper that you have, but for you, the skills that you can provide and the value that you can provide them. So, I, and I'm not just saying this because it's my own personal experience. We talk to tech recruiters at Code Apprentice. We talk to tech recruiters and hiring managers at tech companies. And they say this over and over and over again. In fact, a disadvantage of those who go to a four-year degree is that the things that you may learn if, in regards to coding in that, edu- in that education 
they're fundamentals and they are valuable, yet they're not always able to keep and teach you an up-to-date, uh, in-demand education. So you still need to learn after that. And that doesn't necessarily equate to experience either. You need to be able to develop experience for employers to really take a chance on you. These are things you can do outside of a degree. And more and more and more companies like Google, companies, tech companies are, are saying, we don't care about a college degree. We just care, can you code? Can you do the work? And it's very easy to learn. It's never been easier to learn. And that's why Code Apprentice exists, is to help foster that learning experience. So um, that's kind of my pitch That's uh, as far as what, what the opportunity is. Yeah. And, and coding and, and yeah. tech, their careers are incredibly lucrative, incredibly fulfilling. They give a lot of flexibility. A beginning salary for a software developer is between fifty dollars to $60,000 a year. And that after a couple of years, you can be making six figures. So that's the opportunity. And there are many ways to learn how to code online. Yeah. There's yeah. many amazing resources. Um, unfortunately, there's a few problems with this. It's not always easy to fit that that online education into a high school structure with a class and grading. Um, and it's also so difficult to learn these things yeah. because yeah. a lot of it doesn't seem natural and, and, and some of it is really difficult. So it's hard to know what to learn. And then if you are interested and you say, hey, I want to go into a tech, I, I see this as an amazing opportunity. It's always it's often hard to know what are the right steps to take to get that career in tech. So Code Apprentice, which is the program and, and the, mm -hmm. the business that we've developed, is really online coding education, but an important component. And this is something that goes back to the experience I had in high school. Code Apprentice provides online coding education, but with one-on-one -on -one mentorship from professional software developers. These are people who are working today as software developers. We've got mentors at people or at companies like Facebook, eBay, Capital One, Thomson Reuters, Eventbrite, um, just to name a few. I mean, there's there's really um, there's really a lot of professionals out there that are willing to give their time to invest in students who are interested in this and and help them as they learn. So students are not learning on their own. They're working with an expert who can answer any of their questions and give guidance. Um, as they as they learn. So it's a semester-long program. The students learn something each week, and then they do a project to review what was learned. Um, that mentor can assign a grade to that project so the parent can stay in touch and see how the student's progress. And then each week, they're meeting virtually with that mentor for a couple hours to discuss what was learned and get any questions answered and then work on projects together. But the value for parents, especially homeschool parents, is that they get a report every week and the grading is factored in. So it's essentially a class that they, they're paying for. Like any other co-op class, you're working with a professional, but it's one-on-one -on -one relationship and the parents can get a grade that they can submit and put on a college transcript. So um, again, though, the whole goal of this program is to give that support and guidance and the best possible opportunity for students to pursue a career in tech. So the cool thing about that is so many homeschoolers have opportunities to do co-op classes, but not all of them have the opportunity to do anything having to do with coding, because a lot of times co-ops are run by us moms, and uh, not all moms have that background. And so what you have is it kind of a, a replication of your experience, where there's mentoring and training and projects done with grading. And, uh, and so kids end up with a, a semester and having some good education in coding under their belts. 
Is that right? Absolutely. And there are different levels to this so that as the student progresses, and, and we really focus on primarily sophomore, juniors, and seniors just because of the maturity level of the student. But if you continue to progress through this program over the course of a couple semesters, your knowledge deepens and you become more and more viable as a job candidate out of high school. Uh, so, so it goes semester by semester, but you can continue on um, and just uh, keep building skills. Absolutely. The goal of, of this in, in, in terms of education is that students are able to create what we call um, an end-to-end -end application, meaning that they can build an application from scratch um, all by themselves, from the database Wonderful. to the stuff that people uh -huh. click on. And that is what employers are looking for. That's called a full-stack developer. And if students have those skills, they automatically become extremely, extremely valuable in terms of, of their their skills and, and, and what employers are looking for. So that's, that's really what students can expect if they stick with this program for a couple of semesters. That's exciting. And I know so many young people are interested in that. And I think the benefit that you have um, accentuated here is that you didn't need a college degree to get done what you are doing and you are successful at doing something that you like. And uh, so, you know, kids who are not college bound, but do have interests in coding, have a resource here where they can lean into that and get some, yes. oh dear, I have no idea, full, full stack. stack coding education. So, okay. So how did, if you can think back to high school, just rabbit trailing a little bit, how did your mom record your computer experiences on the transcript? Do you have any idea? So I, I really cannot recall what she did, but I know that this was something that kind of uh -huh. existed outside the bounds of our traditional education. So we did co-op classes, um, but... Uh -huh. Because my brothers had been, uh, my older brother was a, um, worked in, in tech as well. And he worked primarily as a developer, which again, my skill set is actually design. So software design. My co-founder in Code Apprentice uh -huh. is the technical side uh -huh. of things. Um, so we do want to extend this uh -huh. at some point to start teaching those design skills. But my older brother had gotten involved in learning how uh -huh. to, um, to program and uh, earlier on, and he got a job out of, out of high school. I probably should have mentioned this as well. He got a job out of high school and didn't need to go to college as well. So it, it was kind of one of those things where I saw that it was possible, and, and I was more interested in pursuing this because I knew that it was possible for me if I developed skills as a designer to get a job out of high school and get into tech, then it would be for me to go off to college. So I, yeah. I don't really recall what my mom did, but again, I, I think if the end goal is college, then yeah. you need to have a plan for that. And that's something that Code Apprentice can provide is those grades, is that transcript for you if you need that of track record of what you've learned. But if you're in about developing skills, uh, it's entirely possible uh -huh. for you to, to, to work very hard and apply yourself. And this is a very viable career path for you. Yeah. Well, and, and with the grades and the classes being offered in semester chunks, I imagine that that can just go on the transcript by semester, um, you know, for kids who are college bound, but even those that just want to capture what they have been doing. Um, so that's just the practical end of things is let's get this on the transcript. So here's where it gets valuable, though, is because you can say I did Code Apprentice. Cool. But 
you can show that you did code across uh -huh. as well because as the students learn as they're building these projects, they have a portfolio to show what their skills are like, what they can actually do. Uh -huh. And yes. that, that is one of those things that could be incredibly valuable if your goal is to go to college and maybe this isn't something you want to pursue as a career, but it's worthwhile as an education opportunity. You're able to show your work. You're able to have people interact and uh -huh. click on the work that you do because uh -huh. they're building little mini applications as they go. It's project-based learning, and so that's that's the beauty of this is that it's, there's so much more than just a line item on a transcript. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's wonderful to have a portfolio that you can show. So, okay, so Paul, how do people get in touch with you um, and find out more about Code Apprentice? You know, I um, if you have any questions, if this is something that you're interested in, you can email me directly at info at codeapprentice.tech. T-E-C-H, or if you want to check out and learn more from our website, it is www.codeapprentice.tech. We have a section on there for parents, so if parents are interested in this, we have a, a page really geared towards them. You know, We work with homeschool students and public school students. Um, in fact, we are in a couple of public schools here in the Charleston area. Um, really what we're, what we're developing is a community of high school students who are learning how to code and can share and work with each other wow. and, and, and share that interest. So really trying to cross, um, cross the, you know, the lines there and, and get more and more students interested in this. Um, again, there is a huge industry need for qualified developers. In two years, there will be a million job openings for software developers. This is an amazing opportunity. And if you have an inkling or an interest in this, it's worth it to even try one semester of Code Apprentice to see maybe this is something that you might be interested in pursuing. So um, go to codeapprentice.tech and, um, and or reach out to me by email. If you do fill out the form on the website, I'm going to be the one reaching out to you um, and we can talk and I can get to know you a little bit better. Very good. Well, that's a good place to wrap things up. So I suggest anybody that's got a, a techie uh, to check out Code Apprentice or a kid that's just exploring careers and needs to get some good variety of career exploration to uh, you know take a look at the website and uh, see what they have to offer. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We will see you again next week.